What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender with, of course, Adam Ronis. And oh man, Ronis, what a day! What a, so you and I have this great conversation yesterday. Um, I got a lot of good feedback from from people who listened to the episode and uh, and really appreciated the fact that that we were such proponents of you know of, of just making sure that people gamble responsibly, right? So. Great stuff there. I wake up this morning and there's all sorts of news throughout the day uh, from Tom Brady to Brian Flores. And then as I'm wrapping up the Fantasy Alarm show, uh, the story that's been on everybody's mind here, Adam, and the thing that I, I think is uh, you know probably most important, right, is the, uh, the leaking, once again, of the Washington football team's new team name. It is the Commanders, and, uh, and it's stupid. Yeah, I think it is, too. <laughs> I didn't want to start off. Like, you know, every every podcast today is starting off with the Tom Brady retired thing. And every other podcast that isn't starting off with Tom Brady retiring is talking about Brian Flores suing the NFL and the, and the Giants and the Dolphins. So I figured let's 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 start it off the right way here with the Washington Commanders. Yay. This has been like the big, the, the worst kept secret of all time, I think. That name? Um, yeah, because when it was first leaked that it was the Admirals, it was like all of a sudden all these people were like, what? Admirals? Oh, no, no. It's supposed to be the Commanders. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that? Oh, shit. All right. My bad. My bad. All right. Let's, let's try. And, and I, I think there was another, there was another name, another, uh, another I, think, I think it was like another naval rank. That was like a possibility uh, for it, but they settle in on commanders and um, and the early look at the uh, at the merchandise. It's uh, it's terrible. It's awful. It looks looks atrocious. All right, fine. We won't talk about that. Let's talk about Tom Brady retiring. I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, Adam, Tom Brady retiring is like the easiest wrap up. Right. He's the greatest of all time. Holds a ton of NFL records. More Super Bowl rings than any other player. Historic career. You're not going to sit there and want to compare him to any other quarterback in the NFL, past or present, because he's the greatest of all time, right? So we can move on, can't we? Sure. I mean, look, we knew – we talked about it last week. Once I heard his comments, I'm like, he's done. I did not think he was coming back because you never heard him speak like that. I know some people were like, oh, no, he'll just – Take some time and change his mind. Nah, I could tell. Once you hear the comments that he had, it was like, nope, he's not coming back. And then people, oh, Schefter and Darlington, oh, they're terrible. I can't believe they did this. Um, yeah, they are where they are for a reason. I know Schefter, I think he messed something up this year, but he is pretty reliable. He's always reliable. Oh, listen, it, it <laughs> They just they you know he he followed suit they they had a tweet out on at uh, was it at TB twelve sports and they they had the tweet there saying that that he retired and Schefter was like okay shit that we're we're getting word now that 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 the retirement is happening so he reported it like I never I never in a million years thought that you know Schefter was giving us misinformation right so he jumped the gun a little bit. And Tom didn't want to announce it like that. So, you know, I get it. It's no no big deal. It's no big whoop. But, you know, what I'm saying is, is 
you know, you know how everybody sits there and they're like, oh, Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James. And they keep going back and forth, you know, it's like those, you know, all those debates about it. I don't think we can do that with Tom Brady, can we? Can we just, you know, take a look and, and you know, what he did and his entire career and, you know, anybody who was like, oh, it's all Belichick, it's all Belichick. Well, he got they got shut up because he won the stupid Super Bowl last year. Like, I, I don't see the world having all of these comparisons of uh, of Tom Brady with like Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas and who was the best of all time. It's pretty much settled in on Brady, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you'll probably get some people that don't like him that try to refute it, but it's really difficult to with the success he had in his NFL career. And again, and going out on a high note, too, it's not like, oh, his play fell off. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks that just fall apart. Ben Roethlisberger this year. Uh, as an example, uh, Brady didn't. He goes out on a high note. He played at a, a still a top-notch level. Mm-hmm. And he, he threw for, like, more passing yards this year than I did. Whatever. I mean, it was, like, that's the thing. It's so funny. Like, you know, all right, so Tom Brady retires. Yeah, great. Okay, best of all time. I think it's – I'm more interested in, in the Tampa Bay rebuild uh, then I am worried about what's going to happen to Tom Brady and his legacy afterwards. Like, I think it's already pretty much established and, uh, and I think we're good. Right. Like, I mean, people are going to talk about Tom Brady in 50 years. Like we talk about like Babe Ruth. Oh yeah. No doubt about it, man. People are going to look back like what he did that for real. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you'll never see that again. You'll never see that again. Until I mean, look, look how, look how difficult it is for Mahomes. I mean, he's won one Super Bowl. Look how difficult it has been to get back and win again. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Fucking Brady. 22 years in the NFL, 10 Super Bowl appearances. That's, That's insane. <laughs> like I said, that guy just I, – I think I don't know if I brought this up on this show, but I tweeted out last week when Brady was making the comeback and it looked like they might pull it off. I'm like, Tom Brady has the best luck in the world, something like that. And some people took it the wrong way. Oh, what are you talking about? He's skilled. That's not what I meant. I'm saying this guy's been blessed with for him to be healthy at his age, still playing at that level. Coming back from two huge, a 27-3, 28-3 deficit. I know he didn't win the last one, but just like he's just been blessed with so much luck. Like everything goes right. Like his shit doesn't smell. You know what I mean? He probably doesn't even poop. You know, shit like that is what I'm saying. Like the guy is just—it's not a knock. I'm not saying he, oh, does, he does. He does take shits. They just happen to be little gold bars. Right, money comes out, you know <laughs> so that saying? he can fish them out of the toilet and put it all into crypto. Right, you know, and his <laughs> diet and all that stuff. So that's what I mean by that. Like he's just been blessed. You know, he leaves New England, goes to Tampa, best supporting cast of his career. They look like they're shaky. They finish hot. They win a Super Bowl. It's not to diminish. What he's accomplished, he obviously has worked hard and put him in in, in, in that spot. But man, he's got a, a wife that is worth what five hundred million dollars. I mean, like, has anything gone wrong for this guy ever since he got drafted? I mean, it's just amazing. That's what I meant by that. Not oh, it's all luck. Come on, you oh. think I'm that fucking stupid, man? If you oh, listen that, to me, that, that means luck. but you know what the funny thing is though, Adam, is that you if if you got the opportunity. To ask Tom Brady, like what he, you know, like, yeah, you work hard and everything like that. But I mean, really, everything that you've gotten, you know, throughout your entire life, he's going to turn around. He's going to say, 
I've been lucky. Yeah. Like, you look, just we talk in we talk in fantasy sports and betting. There's an element of luck. There's an element of luck in fantasy sports, right? If you want to win mm-hmm. like an overall championship in a high stakes league, you think it's all skill? No, you need a lot of things to break your way. You need to catch some breaks. I mean, even in a 12 team fantasy home league, you got to catch some breaks. You know, did you avoid the high scoring team in the semifinal? He was on the other side of the bracket. I didn't have a big, I avoided him. Now I get to the championship. There's a lot, you know, it's not all, but there's always an element of luck involved, even in our careers, life, timing is everything. So yeah, you need some luck. Again, I wasn't, and obviously when you do a a short tweet, sometimes the tone can be misinterpreted, but most people understood what I was getting. But once someone was like, said something like, Oh, I can't believe you said that. This is why you're a moron on radio or something like that. And I looked and, like, and I'm I like, you looked at his profile and it was like from Lowell, Massachusetts. I don't, you know what? I, I looked at his profile to see if he was following me. I'm like, oh, you're following me. Cool. I didn't respond. Like, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> but it's like, oh, you're following me. Okay. But I'm a moron. Cool. I'm not following you. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen again, you know, I mean, how many times I mean, Jeff Manns and I have had the conversation a million times over you and I have had the conversation a million times over uh, there. People don't understand the idea of tweeting in real time. Oh, yeah. This H. Well, I love it. It's like, dude, look at the fucking timestamp. <laughs> I'm making an ops. And I, I you know, there's I no like, way the Bucks score here. Right. Didn't age well. I'm like, yeah. Um, you're jumping in three hours later after seeing the result. I'm making an observation in real time. I live tweet a lot of the playoff games. So, but it's just so funny yeah, when people do that. Oh, my God. Just the, It's so funny. The, the things that kind of just get under, under people's skin, right? Where it's just like, you're like, man, it's just... <laughs> Because Jeff Jeff and I would talk about, you know, like the real time tweets and he's just like, it's it's amazing. It's just amazing that people don't seem to get it, especially on a platform like Twitter. Right. Like it's it's meant to be instantaneous. Right. You're not meant to. I mean, (laughs) you're not always sitting there like, you know, predicting the future. I don't know. I don't know. man. Listen, you know what? We, We could go. We could get into one of those really dark places if we just sit here and talk about everything that's wrong with social media. <laughs> I know that you don't want to get into that spot right now. Um, and I don't either. What I do want to do is I want to talk about the other really, really big story uh, that's carried through everywhere and get Adam's opinion on uh, on the Brian Flores situation here. So uh, stick around. We'll uh, we'll touch on that in just a few minutes when we get a few seconds, actually. We'll get back after this. All right, Adam, the uh, the the big news that broke uh, late this afternoon, early evening, Brian Flores um, suing the NFL, suing the Giants um, for racism in their in their hiring practices, uh, citing the fact that he got a, a text message from. Um, from Bill Belichick, congratulating him on getting the job in uh, in in New York, uh, and uh, about three days before he was actually even interviewing for this whole thing, and whether Belichick knew or didn't know or whatever, just you know, uh, 
you know, kind of played it off like, oh, I thought that, you know, this was I, I thought they meant you, but they meant Brian Dayball and whatever that whole convoluted shitstorm of a, of a situation there. Um, we've got it there. Um, then he also then he then he's like, oh, fuck it. I'm not pulling any punches here. Uh, talked about interviews that he went on where general managers and executives were completely disinterested and even cited that John Elway and uh, and his some of his cohorts in Denver showed up uh, at his interview and Flores's interview, all sorts of disheveled and clearly hung over um, was uh, was one of the things that he said. And then on top of that, was told that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars per loss in 2019 by the owner of the Dolphins um, so that he could tank and uh, and they would get the first pick of the draft. So there is a lot to cover in here with the Brian Flores situation. Yeah, it's wild, man. And, you know, you start to wonder, I mean, you like, why would he make this stuff up? That's in the NFL quickly. Oh, there's no merit to it. How do you know? Two hours after you hear about it, you put out that press release. So, man, this this could be disastrous. And obviously, Flores knows by doing this, he's not going to coach again. And he's probably OK with that. He obviously had this plan. And if you remember, too, when he left Miami, reports started come out. Oh, he's hard to get along with players. It's like I think they were floating it out there to try to make him look bad. Because, again, I don't think he deserved to be fired. I, I just don't. Uh, we know there was other reports too. I think that was it. He wanted Herbert, and they wanted Tua, the GM, right? Was it Herbert? No, he wanted. He, they claimed that he wanted Watson. Watson, okay. No, but for the draft though. Oh, he, for the draft, yes, yeah, he, I believe in the draft. He, wanted, was, he preferred Herbert, right? To Tua. And they wanted Tua, so that was going on. I mean, if that hundred thousand dollar thing is true, that is catastrophic, man. Especially with gambling being such a big thing. I mean. Why would I mean, I hope he has documentation for that, because like, how do you prove that if it's like, is the owner that dumb to put that in email um, text? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. any any format like that. Well, I mean, listen, we're going to find out because we've already seen the Belichick text that's out there. Right. Which he just he he gave it up himself, um, you know, to to. See the the hundred thousand dollar thing. I mean, this this whole thing is just a disgusting mess uh, all along the way. And 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 I'll say this, you know what? Because you know, I've actually had a, a number of conversations with people today about this. And you know, I, I said this on on the Fantasy Alarm Show. I with everything that we see going on, would it surprise you to just? That this is just going to be a it's going to be a scandalous thing and we're not going to hear from Brian Flores again. And basically, so the, the question that I, I, I posed was, will this inspire change? Because, no, he's never going to get another job. This is this is Colin Kaepernick, but at the coaching level now and Colin Kaepernick and uh, and, and, and the kneeling and everything that happened. um the only change that was put into effect was we were all uh, just a little bit more aware, right? Like all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, all right, we're aware of what's going on. But meanwhile, though, nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. So 
Kaepernick doesn't have a job in the NFL. He's never going to get a job in the NFL. He does this to, you know, he he takes that stand. And I'm sure he's probably totally fine not having a job in the NFL because, you know, of, he knows that what he's trying to do is inspire change. And, uh, and, and that's where it is. So when Flores makes this decision to, to sue the NFL and the Giants, 100% saying, I, I'm foregoing a, any kind of a career in the NFL ever again. I'll never coach at the NFL level ever again by doing this, but it's more important to me to take that stand. So that's all well and good. The question is, is will this stand by Flores, will this inspire change? Because after seeing the Kaepernick stuff swept under the rug, you know, after seeing the NBA react to the way they did with Donald Sterling, right? Don Sterling, Dan Sterling, who's the who's the former owner of the Clippers? Yeah, Sterling. Sterling, right? So, so he, you know, he makes racist comments. He's gone, and the NBA is like, get the fuck out, right? And so he doesn't even he relinquishes ownership. How the fuck is Dan Snyder still an owner of the Washington Football Team with everything that we've seen from there? Like that, that boggles my mind with a, a number of the stories that we've heard coming out of Houston. There's no talk of the McNair family relinquishing ownership in any way, shape or form. Football is so rooted in this country. It's so cemented. And there's so much big money going around to a lot of important people that I worry about the fact that with Brian Flores, I want to I want to see the change that it does inspire, but I I'm very skeptical because I think that the NFL is a very tight group who won't you know who who won't let one of their own go under like this. Uh, I think you answered the question. We're probably not going to see change. Uh, you hope so, but we've already had a multitude of things. Now, maybe this is finally the smelling salt that it's too much if this proves to be true. Uh, but yeah, it's been going on for a while and we've had some things happen and it just hasn't. We haven't seen the change. We have not. We have not. I, you know, and like that's like that's what bugs the shit out of me here. Right. It really does. It bugs the shit out of me. And, you know, <laughs> I'll say this, dude. Ready? Uh, crack all you want about, you know, like me going dark and, and, you know, talking about, you know, my death and stuff like that. It's shit like this that goes on that I see the state of the world in which we live. And listen, over the last like, you know, two years watching just a country divided racism at its at it, you know, at its, you know, I, I can't say at its worst, but it's like, you know, been a horror show here. Just shows how little of uh, as a species we've evolved mentally and spiritually, and I find that really disheartening. Which is why I'll I'll happily make the joke, say I I can check out. I don't need to see anymore because I'm actually I'm actually afraid to see of like how much shittier it can actually get. I know. I mean, again, I think we all want to see change, and we have had these events that you thought would spur change and it hasn't especially in the nfl and again these these accusations are pretty severe man if this stuff proves to be true man it it's pretty brutal so uh we all want to see change 
and we just have it. I mean, there's one black coach in the NFL right now, Mike Tomlin. That's it. I, I had my train of thought and then I kind of lost it because I was like, really? Is Tomlin the only fucking black yeah. coach that we've got mm-hmm. right now? Because Flores got fired and, and, and Cully. And Cully got fired mm-hmm. too. The fuck? Man, I, you know, it's it's really, it's it's crazy. And I saw somebody with a tweet saying something like, you know, this whole thing just completely goes away if an NFL team turns around and hires Brian Flores. And I'm like, no. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it goes yeah. away just by hiring, you know, Brian Flores. What? I mean, are you hiring him to shut him up? I mean, that's like that I mean, it makes no sense to me, I, you know. So ah, it's uh, it's 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 crazy, man. It's really, really crazy. And I'll ask you this. If if it's true, if if we see evidence th- that he was offered one hundred thousand dollars per loss. Should that owner of Miami be forced to to relinquish the team. Yeah, I think you have to. You cannot have that going around, especially with gambling being so heavily. I mean, that's a, and that's a that's a disservice to the game, man. You I mean, look, we know teams tank, right? We know it. But to openly like I, I'm glad he didn't take it, man. A lot of people would, man. They really would. I mean, would you take it? I'm again, it's easy to say when you're not in their shoes, right? Um, you know, I hate to fucking lose, but man, I give him so much credit if he really turned that down. I really do. I mean, think about it. If you, it, that's over a million dollars if you lose double digit games. Yeah, it's over a million dollars if you lose double digit games, but. Yeah, what are you then? Like you're just you're just a puppet here, right? So all right, yeah. so now I'm going to lose all these games. You know, I, if 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 I'm going to do something like that, if I'm going to like shatter my integrity, then I want guaranteed contract. I want guaranteed years. I want get yeah, like if if that's we're going to do this, dude, that is an excellent fucking point. If you want me to take, and I'm truly against this, but you got to get me here for the long haul. Because now my record looks like shit. The reputation, they're like, oh, wow, he did a terrible job in Miami. You might let me go in a year or two. Right. How, coach. how am I going to put that on my fucking resume? Right. right? Yeah, yeah, I went one in 17 in the first. And then what, then what do you say <laughs> during your interview? Well, I was paid to lose games. Oh, really? OK, then we don't want you. And OK, we got to. Well, I don't think they reported to the NFL. They're like, oh, yeah, everyone does that. <laughs> This goes on all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's just it it's it's so wild, man. This whole whole thing. I mean, it's just it really is wild. It really is wild. Like, like, why would you why would you bring him in as a as a head coach? Uh, you bring him in as the head coach, and then you ask and you, you know, you, you offer him this to lose, and he he doesn't. So, you know, he doesn't take it. And apparently there was a lot of like you know, there was a lot of shit that went on, you know, how how mad the organization would get whenever he would win a game, like kind of nonsense there. I mean, again, I think it's a lot of he said, she said type stuff. But for the for the most part here, yes, if this if this actually happened, you know, I mean, yeah, you you, you sit there and you and you say, I'm going to lose all these fucking games. Like, why bring me in in the first place? Like it, it was just like and that's that's the thing also. Did you just hire Brian Flores 
so that you could show that you're some woke franchise, right? That you hired them, you know, and and then you paid them to tank and it didn't work out. And then, you know, it's then another reason. Season and you fire him, but what did they fire him for? They fired him for winning fucking seven in a row this time. Like, why did you fire him right now? When he was fired, I was stunned. I was like, really? Like, yes, they missed the playoffs, and I don't know what people's expectations were for Miami. I think we thought they were better. They had all the draft picks and everything, but you know, people are split on Tua. Some people like him. Some people think he's not the guy. The bottom line is that team easily could have folded. They did it. They beat New England twice. Um, New England needed that game late. Um, and Miami went out, beat them. He did a good job. I mean, when you compare him to some of the NFL coaches and the shit jobs they have done, come on, man. Guy did not deserve to be fired. He really did it. And well, then, again, in the you, know, you know what this was? Do you remember the movie Trading Places? Yes. Do you remember at the end when they're like, you know, when when – Randolph and Mortimer are talking in the uh, in the bathroom. Eddie Murphy's hiding in the stall, and they're like, "Well, you were you you're not serious about him running our company, do you? I would never. Do you ever think I would put a a black man in charge of our company for the rest of it? No, like that's. I feel like that was the conversation that happened in like the executive washroom of the Miami Dolphins headquarters. Crazy, it's crazy." And, and you know what? And I and I really did like Brian Flores as a coach. I really did. Like I thought Brian Flores, you know, I, I got into I had this discussion with somebody when we were talking about um Eric B. Enemy. And I and I and I said I just I didn't I didn't like B enemy as a as a head coaching candidate. I thought it was like it was all moving too quick, and we were basing a lot of it on Andy Reid's system, and we were basing a lot of it on, you know, yeah, he's got Patrick Mahomes as his as his quarterback and, and, you know, it's for him to move on for a head, another head coaching job. I just, I don't, I didn't like the enemy as a coach himself. And so, and then that was like the whole conversation that spurred on about the hiring of black coaches and, you know, there's no black ownership. And, um, and, and I was talking to that, that guy again today, his name's John. And, uh, you know, I, I said, you know, yeah, this is, Crazy. It doesn't surprise me, though, when we're talking about this with Brian Flores. But to my point in our first conversation, I rank him Flores, then Dayball, then Bienemy. Like, I, I'm still not high on Bienemy being a coach. But man, I mean, if this doesn't just slap you in the fucking face with like the dick of racism, I don't know what to say. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he did not deserve to be fired. No, no. And this is this is going to be this is a I tell you what, man, especially because I mean, we're talking about gambling being, you know, ratified in, in other states and shit like that. If it comes to pass that this dude paid off Flores or tried to pay off Flores. What kind of a hurdle do you think that gives? The legalization of gambling in all 50 states or is the momentum of the legalization process, does it have that much, you know, pickup there? Is there enough momentum to just kind of bulldoze over something like this? Yeah, I mean, because stuff has happened in the past. You know what I'm saying? And everyone still, there was the Arizona State scandal, college basketball was that late 80s, early 90s. There was something on Netflix about that. That shit is yep. wild. Tim Donaghy in the NBA. So uh, 
it's it might deter some people. Oh man, it's fixed. Like you know, too much shit's going on. I'm just not dealing with it. But things have happened in the past, and we are still here today. So yeah, will it be a black eye? Sure, but I still think we're gonna move forward, and we're still gonna gamble. Still gonna move forward. Still gonna gamble. Yeah. <laughs> But we are all skeptical. Look at things like, wait, is this fixed? I mean, I said that a couple of times this year with NFL games. Like, wait a second. This shit is not right. Look at this. So um, that's the thing. You know, the judgment calls that these officials can make, you know, personal fouls, um, taunting. It's a judgment call. Same thing in the NBA, right? I mean, you could look at a play and be like, oh, that's offense foul. No, it's more defensive foul. Open to interpretation. And when you have the ability to influence a game and just make a judgment call, that's where you always question shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't seem right. Like, why is this official keep calling? And we've seen in games this year where one team's getting all the flags, the other team's not. So especially now, you're you're gonna question. It's gonna come mm-hmm. to mind. And things like this do not help. No, they don't. But again, the only thing that I'm hoping for out of, I mean, not the only thing, but I mean, what I'm hoping for out of this is just that it does inspire some change. I really I don't want that almighty power that is the NFL to like just to steamroll something like this. I mean, it's 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 a bad it's a bad situation and you know, it's it's uh, just constantly it just again, it depresses me that we have to constantly be reminded about how shitty we are as a species. <laughs> oh yeah, we there's there's plenty of things to illustrate there, no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, there's no wonder that that mother nature is butt fucking us with the coronavirus, right? <laughs> you fucked us, you fucked this world up. Your whole gen, your generation and their generation, this generation. That's it. I'm checking out Mother Earth out. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. What do we got coming up uh, tomorrow? Well, when people are listening to this on Wednesday morning, Adam, uh, excited about uh, some props, some NBA. What kind of a slate do we have on the NBA tomorrow? Yeah, on Wednesday, we have, let's see, how many games do we have? One, two, three. Nine. Yeah, nine. Um, let's see. Um, Magic Pacers. Magic are playing Tuesday, so they're on a back-to-back. Wizards are on a back-to-back without Bradley Beal in Philadelphia. Uh, so this is a game Joel Embiid can feast if they can keep it close. Wizards are falling apart. Bradley Beal's out. There's talk that no one wants Spencer Dinwiddie there. They've just fallen apart after a really good start to the season. Uh, Hornets Celtics, pretty interesting. Uh, Grizzlies come to New York to face the Knicks. John Morant uh, probably will. John Morant is ridiculous now. Um, my <laughs> guess is his. Uh, he was 26 and a half points the other day. It was the game before. I think it was 29 and a half was the prop. I'd probably go up. He scored 37, 34, 30, 41, 35 over his last five games. Like he you know, made the push because he wanted to be a starter in the All-Star game, which he is. Uh, now his MVP odds have crept up. He's going to want to put a show on at the Garden. Um, so depending on what his points are, I might look to take the over. Uh, Cleveland, we already know, is going to be without Darius Garland, but they do play Houston. Um, yeah, I would have looked at Garland's props. So maybe hmm, they're shorthanded at guard. I don't know. Maybe Jared Allen, Kevin Love. We'll see. 
Thunder are in Dallas uh, without Gilgis Alexander. Josh Giddy is the one who benefits, even though he burned me on Monday, had over 30 and a half points, rebounds, assists. He finished with 30. Uh, Nuggets are on a ooh, Nuggets are on a back-to-back. They're playing tonight in Minnesota, and now they got to go to Utah. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell already ruled out, but uh, Jokic has been unbelievable. He was listed as questionable tonight and played. Uh, I wonder if he sits tomorrow. Nets are on a back-to-back. They play Tuesday night against Phoenix, then have to go to Sacramento, who is absolutely dreadful right now. Uh, terrible defensively, so probably want to look at some Nets props. Well, I would. Harden was listed as probable tonight. He's playing. He's had a hand injury. And then Portland's in L.A. to take the Lakers on. I was rolling with Anthony uh, Simons over three and a half three-pointers at plus money, cashed it on Friday, cashed it on Sunday or Monday, and then it came, uh, he finally cooled off on Monday. So it was a back-to-back, and they had a, a tough schedule. So I might, I want to see what the, the money is. C.J. McCollum has been crushing his props. Lakers defense is terrible. LeBron's out for a while. So uh, just initial thoughts on that slate. I will say this. You love revenge narratives. I do. Uh, And this is something I put in the starting five uh, for Tuesday. And I bet it myself. Wendell Carter. uh, He's on Orlando now. Used to play for Chicago. Four games against his former team. 21.3 points per game. 9.8 rebounds. 2.8 assists. One and a half blocks. Loves playing his former team. And already early in the second quarter, 11 points, three rebounds, one assist tonight. So I gave him out in the starting five. And I, uh, I think is, I think I got it at 13 and a half points over. It was 13 and a half. It might've closed at 14 and a half, but I, I think it was 13 and a half. I got to double check and uh, yeah, just need uh three more points or four and he'll go over it. So uh, yeah, he loves playing against his former team. So sometimes we ridicule it, but this one, the numbers back it up. He's the Deshaun Jackson of basketball. Yeah. It always works out for Deshaun Jackson. He always does it. Guys, it, it works out, man. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time. So check out all of Adam's stuff over at PicksWise.com. Uh, and, yeah, you're over on PicksWise tomorrow. Do you don't have anything coming out on DFS Alarm tonight or tomorrow, Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. Let me look at my schedule. No, I don't think. No, I do not. All right. Well, there all you right. go. Then. Hey, you check out his work over at PicksWise. Check out the NBA slate, and then uh, and then hit him up at Adam Ronis on the old Twitter machine and ask him a million and one questions about the NBA. I'm sure you'll get all your answers. Uh, in the meantime, here uh, I, I think we're out of here. So, uh, Adam, as always, an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, we'll pick this back up tomorrow when we uh, counting all that money you're going to make us on prop bets. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, we better, Adam. Do you hear me? Yeah, there's no pressure. None wait, wait. at all. No. No, your job doesn't depend on it. What? 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 I, I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't Shannon, hear that. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. And everybody out there listening, thank you so much for liking and subscribing. I'm Howard Bender for Adam Ronis. This has been Anti Up, and we'll catch you next time.